You are listening to a message from Vida City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at vidacch.org. And now with you, today's message. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Let's get to work. Amen. Babe, throw me gang signs like in 30 minutes. My wife was speaking at a church. It was on a Wednesday night, and God is opening doors for her. Amen. And uh, she was sharing her story, and an incredible story. She needs to put it on several books. But uh, I told her, babe, like in 10 till uh, 10 after 8, I'm going to throw gang signs and tell you, start closing. Like, hallelujah. Yeah. Right? Well, I was in front row doing all this. People thought I was praising God. Yeah, I was, but I was going like, Well, she finally makes eye contact me at 8.30. This was her reaction. This was her reaction. I love it. She looked at me, and I was going like this, and I went, and she goes, she looks at the clock, and she goes, she looks at the pastor, like, apologizes, and the pastor goes, well, keep on going, sis. I mean, what am I doing, right? But praise the Lord for this time. So in 30 minutes, baby, we can just go, yeah, hallelujah. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 reads like this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God, this is talking to you. This is talking to Christians. Listen to this. There's a reason. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think this is the NLT then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect if I can give a title to this uh, a message today it is called transformation or stagnation transformation or stagnation I want you to look at your neighbor and says this one's for me and you and you may have a seat in the presence of the Lord it's good to see friends, Chato, Gloria, great to see family, Cynthia, Lionel, everybody. It's great to see familiar faces, especially a, a precious couple of friends of ours from Dallas area, at Fort Worth area, Miss Ruby and El Hermano Mario. They're a precious couple here from, they heard we were here and they wanted to join us. Ain't that cool when you have friends that want to back you up? Amen. Let's work, let, let's focus on this word Transformation. It's the act or process of transforming. It's the act or process of transforming. The state of being transformed. Change in form, appearance, nature, or character. This is, these are other words that are connected with transformation. Alteration, modification, con- uh, uh, a conversion, a revision. Follow me. Metamorphosis. Transfiguration, uh, uh, evaluation, remodeling, reshaping, remolding, redoing, reconstruction, rebuilding, recasting, reorganization. Lord, help us. Rearrangement, reordering, reshuffling, restyling, reworking, renewal, revamping, renovation. How about overhaul, a a, a remaking, a revolutionizing or, or revolution? These are words that are connected to transformation. And if we're not living in that, we're either 
in transformation or in, let me just focus right now on stagnation. It's the state of not flowing or moving. Don't take this personal, but if you want to, go ahead. But God told me when I was sitting, this, is, this message is for the body. So before I shared it to you, God shared it with me. And it hurt. I'm just being open. You're either, living, you're either living a transformation life and seeing the fruit of your transformation. Because there's either good fruit or bad fruit. You're, so, you're, you're, you're growing something. But what you're growing is not affecting your atmosphere, is not affecting your growth, or it's defecting your growth. You're in stagnation. The lack of activity, growth, or development. Look at these words that are connected to stagnation. Deterioration. Decline, fall, drop, slump, worsening, collapse. Turn down, failure, degeneration, decay, declination, depreciation. Oh, these are depressing words. Downfall, downgrade, slide, slip, lapse, adulteration, abasement, corrosion, disrepair, dislocation, perversion, rotting, ruin, spoiling, decrease. Regression, relapse, recession, weakening, plunge, dive, reduction, backsliding, crash, sinking, dip, downswing, decaying, drop off, less, my Lord, countdown, fall off, breakdown, downslide, return, Ruination, retreat, falling off, skid, dent, depression. My Lord Jesus, I hope I ain't describing anybody in here. Destruction, defeat, dewindling, flame out, down, throwback, backslide, undoing, end. Wow, there's more negative than positive. Cut, nosedive, overthrow, malfunction, miscarriage, and death. I was telling God why, son, because of this. And he, has met, and he reminded me about this last night. Because when we're saved, the, I was sharing with you just a while ago, this, this flesh is, is dumb. You tell it what to do. Sometimes we pay attention more to the flesh than to our spirit. Because the spirit is always what? Willing. So we're either listening to the spirit or to the flesh. Now follow me here. If we're listening to the flesh, the Bible says we're going to reap what? Corruption. If we sow into the spirit, we're going to reap eternal life with Jesus Christ. Amen. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'd rather hang out with a king than an imposter. You're either an imposter or a king. 
You're either in transformation or de. The body, the church, is in a stagnant stage. Uh, uh, James 1, 5 through 8, the NIV reads like this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives you generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Amen. Those are keys. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Blown and tossed by the wind, that person should not expect, listen to this, to receive anything from the Lord. My Jesus. Listen to the last sentence. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that he does. Some of you are going to be blown away that there's a lot of examples of a lot of double-minded people in the Bible. People who followed more with their emotions than their decision to see something come out good out of their circumstance. Listen to this. Let me show you the danger of a double-minded man of God. Oh, what? What you talking about? El hermano trono. What are you talking about? Yes, uh, 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 let me show you the danger of a double-minded man of God. How many know Aaron? He was a high priest, Moses' right hand. Exodus 32 verse 1 says like this. When the people saw that Moses was so long and coming down from the mountain, what was Moses receiving from God? The ten. Yes, you guys are awesome. See, he was up there hanging out with God. So the people of God gathered around Aaron, the Bible says, and said, make us a God. Watch this. He's talking about over a million of people coming to Aaron and says, make us a God. Who will go before us. Watch this. As for the fellow Moses who brought up us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. They're blinded. They knew that he was with God. Listen to this, verse 2. Aaron answered them. Aaron answered them right away. Did he think about it? I don't know. But the Bible says that immediately his next thing that came out of his mouth was this. Take off the goat earrings, uh, that of your wives, your sons, and your daughters that are wearing, and bring them to me. Wasn't he a high priest? Wasn't he God's man? Was he also? uh, uh, he, He was... He was Christian, can I say? He was a man of God. And he could have easily rebuked the people. I said, you, no, you got to remember who brought us up out of Egypt. But Aaron says, bring me all the gold. Bring me all the gold. Verse 3. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Verse 4. He took he took what they handed to him and made it into an idol cast of a shape of a calf, fashioned it into a tool, with a tool, and they said, these are our, your gods, Israel, who brought us up out of Egypt. My God, how embarrassing, so shameful. So what is this telling us? I'll say this for the other men of God. Not here, but you know what I'm saying. 
that the struggle is real. If this is not transformed, we'll make wrong decisions and still anoint it. And still anointed, still called to do the work of God. And if you're not a Christian this morning, I pray that you make that decision today. Amen. But I believe I'm talking to the majority of Christians. Amen. Because if this is not saved, everything else is emotion. Our body, we came to the altar, let's just say. We came to the altar. We received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So our soul and our spirit became one with, with, with the Spirit of God. Amen. But the only thing that did not change that night was this. That's why up to this day, you've been a Christian for 15 years. You're still struggling what happened 15 years ago. So when God told me to create a headwear... Because we, we have merch. And, and so he goes, create a headwear, Mike, called the mind of Christ, MOC. It's not for the world, but it's for Christians who, who are struggling with their thought life. Because we can be in church and do everything right. We can even speak in tongues. We can do whatever. But as soon as we walk out, we're already doing things, premeditated murder up here. Transformation or just because you moved to another city doesn't mean everything changed. If you move to start all over and if you don't transform your mind, nothing has changed. The only thing that has changed are the streets and the trees. Let me show you this. This is very, right? Wow. Wow. Do you know why the people of God wanted an idol? Because that's all they saw when they were in captivity. They only heard of the God of Isaac, Abraham. They only heard of the goodness of God. But all they saw when they were building for Pharaoh was all these idols. These right here. will put information in here. Watch this. So make us an idol. Because that's all they saw. While they were in slavery, that's all they saw. Everybody else worshiping idols. But even though God took them out of slavery, it didn't change their mentality. Just because God rescued your soul doesn't mean this has changed yet. Oh, I've I, I, I forgiven him. Oh, yes, I've forgiven him. But if I see him, good Lord, I will kill him. I said, but I'm, I'm tithing. I'm a, I'm a giver. I, I'm active, I'm serving in the, in, in the church, I'm doing this and that, Pastor, I'm active, yes, but this hasn't stopped. You know why you're not producing? 
You, you know how I can tell when people are, are still stagnant-minded is this. They're looking for praise. <laughs> Look what I did. What, pastor, the pastor's going to see what I did. Pastor. Because we're, a, a stagnant mind is looking for a promotion from man, not from God. We, as people, we have to realize, if this doesn't change, nothing else is going to change. Yes, I can move to another house, but I'm taking the same problem to that new house. So that's all they saw. So that's how re they, they reacted. Make us an idol. And Aaron had every right to stop it. And did he stop it? No. Actually, he's the one that made it. Now, follow me. I, 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 uh, uh, Peter, how many remember the, the, Peter? The power of a transformed mind. Hey, I'm going to give you examples here. The transformed mind in action. Let's look at Peter. Matthew 14, 25, and it reads like this. Shortly before dawn, Jesus walked out to them, walking on the lake. Ain't that the coolest thing? When the disciples saw him walking to the lake, they were, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear, verse 27. But Jesus immediately, that Jesus stops you at your thoughts. You're either going to continue in that fear or you're going to shift to the fear of God. And fear of God is not, oh, no, no, it's, talk, it's talking about you're giving honor to God. You're trusting God. You're giving him every right to come into your life. So we're, we're seeing something here that God knows that they're in fear. And God stops it. And then watch this, what it says. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Watch this. Verse 28. Listen to Peter. Lord, if that is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus says, come. Watch this. The disciples were in the boat also, correct? Right? Jesus said, I'll meet y'all. Y'all go ahead and go. All this stuff happened. Jesus walking on water. They said they were all terrified. Okay. To me, it looks that only one responded to God's voice. And it's evident because only one walked out on water. Amen. Are you following me? Watch this. All the other 11 had an opportunity to walk on water. The other 11 had an opportunity to say, oh, Jesus, I want to go too. Jesus would have been to me home. He would have said, come on. Peter was the only one that took the risk. Why is that? Can you imagine the conversation or the thoughts of those 11 in, left in the boat saying, Mira estos que se cree. He's walking on water, this guy. Is he God's favorite now? Do you know those are the same thoughts in the body of Christ? When they see somebody promoted, blessed, or taking a risk, walking in faith on water? Who does he? I've been in church longer than he has. 
I met Jesus first. Your mind is stagnant. It's not transformed. You didn't even attempt to get this thing saved. The people, in, the people that, that lived in Egypt, for all those, Egypt was here all along. Their bodies were already in the promise. But this, right, they were on their way to the promised land. But this was still in Egypt. It's like, I don't live in the ghetto, but you can never get the ghetto out of me. Kind of the same deal. If it don't come out, you can do ghetto stuff, man. So get the ghetto out of you. Amen. Let me give you another example. Any gang signs, babe? Not yet? Okay. Yes, even Jesus, the Son of God, was in this struggle. Luke 22, 42 reads like this in the NIV. Father, if you are willing, the will, the, just follow me here. Take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus had a struggle here. His body was ready. He knew what was coming. But the decision at that time, I, I, I like to tell people this. Where did Jesus die? Everybody says on the cross. Well, I, to me, I think he died in the garden first because that's when the will died. When the will dies, that's when you start living. When the will dies, that's when you start living out your purpose. Because our will, oh my God. To Hispanic is called cabezudo and, you know, hard-headed and all that stuff. Because we have a, how many have ever, oh, I have a strong-willed son or a strong-willed kid. Well, spank it out of him, amen. But what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That's telling me that he's making all the decisions and you're not. Same thing us. God, God, God is so patient. Guys, you guys don't know. I thank God for God's patience. You know how many times I jumped the gun? And he knew I wasn't ready. Now I'm seeing the fruit. We're seeing the fruit. But never a broke day in our lives. Amen. Why? Because I refuse to think poor. I, 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 I want to think and I know that I'm a child of a king. So why should I be living like a slave? Why do I have to uh, uh, cater to illness if Jesus is my healer? Do you know what I'm saying? If, if you're not healed here, you'll never get healed everywhere else. If this is not being practiced every day. If this, I heard Elazar this morning say, reset, reset your mind every day. Punch reset. Oh, the mind of Christ. The mind of, I, I got to think like Jesus. I got to react like Jesus. I got to talk like Jesus. And I got to have God's attitude. Oh, Lord Jesus, that just, some of y'all just went, yeah, right. You know how I do my check? What if Jesus was in human form? What if he was in the van with me? What if he was at, at the gallery with me? Some of you need to practice that when you're on 45 in traffic. 
Somebody cuts you off. You almost have a wreck. The mind of Christ. Look at Jesus. Jesus, what would you do? I would wave him and bless them. And you're going, oh, I want to wave something else. You understand what I'm saying? That's the mind of Christ. You got to have the same attitude. I always like to do the analogy when, you're, uh, uh, when I was youth pastor. I was telling if Jesus was human, for, I guarantee you, you would choose him for your basketball team. I bet you Jesus wouldn't be the last one. I, I guarantee you, you would brush your teeth every day. I guarantee you, you will wash your, your, your <laughs> take a shower every day. If Jesus was spending the night at your house and your bunk bed, I guarantee you, you would pray every night. That's the way you got to think. I, I've, I've practiced this for several years. My God, when I went to Portland, Oregon, I served there for almost four years at a church. That helped me transform because I left Texas. Not saying I love Texas, but when I left from this area, my comfort zone, and I went to a new place where I wanted to grow, and I went with a willing spirit, that's when everything started to fall off. I came out of debt. Uh, let me share the testimony. I had four signature loans when I moved to Portland, Oregon. Four, some of you go, what's that? Some of you know what that is. Where they charge you like a 1,000% interest. You give one payment of $20 and then they ask, and then tell you next month, oh, you, you're, you can get an extra $500 today. It's just a ball and chain. That's all it is. It's debt. And it's bringing you down. I came out of debt within two years when I was in Portland, Oregon. Because I was hanging out with eagles. I was hanging out with people that didn't have no debt. So what does that tell me? Whether you, whether you don't know nobody who's out of debt and is living that Christian life, hello. And you be the first one. You get there so you can get people to hang out with you. Or you find somebody... That is going through it, coming out of debt, have no debt. You hang out with them and watch you get out of debt. Because when you fly with eagles, you're no longer eating chicken stuff. You're flying high. They push you to higher levels. That's what repentance is. Some of you think repentance is coming to the altar, snot, mocos, everything, eyes all bloodshot. Repentance is this. When When you break up the word... Pent comes from penthouse. It's the highest room. Because all along we've been living in the basement. After church, we will go straight to the basement. After church, after an altar call, after a, a, a ministry event, we will go straight to the basement. Because this was what that took you to the basement. Repentance is doing the whole opposite thing. Think higher. Go higher. Climb higher. Think higher. Oh, think like Jesus. That's what repentance is. Watch this. I want everyone to stand. Babe, you didn't throw me gang signs? Oh, okay. Your will needs to die every day. <laughs> you have to die every day. You have to die to what you want 
to what God wants. We travel all over the nation, and we still see sick, poor, excused Christians everywhere we go. This is crazy. Let, let me talk about basement thinking. We've seen, Pastor Chato, we've seen people like this. Oh, no, brother. God wants to heal you. No, 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 no. I, I don't want God to heal me. What do you mean? Because if God heals me, they'll take away my disability check. Let's pray so that God will give you a, 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 a raise, a promotion. No, 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 no. Because if I make one more dime, they'll take away my food stamps. No, 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 no. Basement thinking. Oh, thank you, God, for everything you've done. My God, you're not, a rep, you're not representing the kingdom. You're representing slavery. You're not representing transformation. You're representing I'm going to finish with this last thing, and this is what got me when I was traveling and, and I got the word about this morning. I said, God, what word do you want for your people today? And God took me to this, so this is special for you. Exodus chapter 13, 17 through 18, and the message reads like this. So it happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them by the road through the land of the Philistines. Watch this. Listen to this. Which was the shortest way. Which was the shortest route. Watch this. What it says. For God thought. For his ways is not our ways. God has beautiful thoughts about you. Let me read it again. So it, it, it so happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them by the road through the land of Philistines, which was the shortest route for God thought. Listen to this. If the people encountered war, they'll change their minds and go back to Egypt. I got to say that again. Some of you are looking at me like. So God let them, which was the shortest route. He said, no, not that. For God thought, if the people encounter war, they'll change their minds and go to Egypt. So instead of fighting for freedom, I'd rather go back to slavery. But God loved you so much. He cared so much about you. So, verse 18, listen to this. So God let the people on the wilderness road, looping around the Red Sea, the Israelites left in military formation. What do I want to say about this? God, why are you taking me in circles? So you can learn to trust me, God says. Why 
are you taking me the long way? Listen to this. God, why are you going this route? Why are you not going through the shortest route? Why are you going the wrong way? So you can, so your faith can grow. Why this way, God? Why are you going this way? I, I know the I, I know the shortest route's right here, but God says, if if you go through there, you encounter war, you might just go back to Egypt. You were not made for Egypt. You were made for Canaan. So why this way, God? So your old way of thinking can fall off and put on the mind of Christ. And this is the last word God gave me to you. And I want you to come to the altar.